0: Coming to you not live from a garage in Mount Manganui, New Zealand, it's the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Qs.
1: Now playing. Why so
0: serious? What is the AQs? Have
2: you ever danced to the devil in the pale moonlight? Oh,
0: what's in the bar? He like scary boy. This is so weird. We have to sit around looking at each other while the fucking theme song plays out. <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> you talking to me? Can we talk Will over you Yeah, you can talk Will over it. Use? Knives out for the boys is get your knives out for the boys. Welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews and 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. Uh, you've already heard my lovely voice. I'm your host, Sam Hurley, and I am joined this week by two of my usuals. The first of which is Kahu Taps. Well, how are you, Kahu? Hee hee, I'm going well. What the fuck is this hee hee shit? <laughs> I'm just in a happy mood. Someone's drunk in one and a half cans of Hagen, and he's feeling
1: good. It's not ho hos it's hee hees. <laughs>
0: Talking about ho-hos, the other
1: person that we've got on this podcast is Machu. How are you, Machu? Oh, I'm not that bad. I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that> sound sounded <laughs> yeah. It's been a long night at the office, and uh, it's, we're, what, what, what are we at now? 11.30? Kick off. <laughs> does feel a
0: bit that way, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, this episode is a very special episode. Those that are on our Patreon would have heard our um, our new use of our new soundboard mixery type thing. Okay, the Roadcaster, which is our new piece of equipment. Which replaces our computer and basically lets us sit out in the garage and record and just chat shit and look at each other or listen to each other a little bit more intimately. And it's already a bit fucking weird. But one of the best functions about this roadcaster is that it comes with a soundboard. So every time Machu says something
1: fucking stupid. English,
2: motherfucker,
1: <laughs> do you speak it? We can chuck something like that in there, eh, Machu? I feel a lot of rambling coming along, so just just cut me off with that uh
2: why
1: don't you go back to your home on <laughs> poor island? yeah so a bit
0: of that shit so anyway yeah as you guys can tell by the name of the episode the movie that we did this week was knives out the 2019 film written and directed by ryan johnson of star wars last jedi and brick and looper fame starring an incredible cast of daniel craig chris evans anna de Armas, jamie lee curtis michael shannon don johnson tony collette lakeith stanfield christopher Plummer. Catherine Langford and Ricky Lindholm and a whole bunch of other people that I don't recognise their names of. Oh, Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Yes.
2: He's the lawyer that reads the will.
0: Ah, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. cool. Looking at the reviews for this film, IMDb have this 8 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes has this at 97%, and Metacritic has it at 82%, but we'll go to my left. Machu, what would you give this as a score out of 10,000 fake knives?
1: I think there's some pretty high scores, and um, I, I struggled... Get this one up over the shit sandwich, and what? Yeah, it was tough, but oh, but hey, I'm gonna go and yeah, I'm gonna just—it's just slightly over the shit sandwich with um five thousand and one uh, knives in your back. Holy shit!
2: What about you, kahu Yeah, I, I was like of mine to my colleague here. I yeah, I was I was considering giving it around a, a six thousand, but then when I was doing my compliment sandwich, I was just. Struggling to think a good thing, so I'm <laughs> going four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine oh, knives in your back. Ugh. I just can't agree with this ninety seven percent business.
0: What, what the what the, what the uh, I'm having a fucking stroke. <laughs> what is
2: going on here?
1: Oh, you'll hear all about it. Yeah. I mean, is, it's, maybe because is it so popular now? Just to just to hate people in movies like that's what people enjoy. Is just I, to I mean, not I didn't people. I didn't hate it. I was just like,
2: yeah. Maybe because I didn't see it at the cinema. Yeah, okay. So I saw it on the small screen, but still, I was just... Yeah, for a whole bunch of reasons that we, we'll Oh, go, we'll get, we'll we'll get into it, yeah.
1: This movie's about a bunch of arseholes. Like, Which kind of describes our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> People must just love watching arseholes now.
0: Well,
1: they're listening to this podcast. <laughs>
0: so. I can't believe you guys. I, I really enjoyed this film. I really enjoyed this film. Well, yeah. This going to be entertaining.
1: But of 8012 probably okay 8,012 probably yeah knives and both me and kahu's backs oh fuck both your backs <laughs> at the moment man <laughs> <laughs>
0: screw you guys i
1: can't believe you didn't like this room
0: That nah, shit That's uh. It. <laughs> yeah. anywho uh if you haven't seen knives out and you're not planning on watching it but you want to listen along to our podcast we're gonna hit you with a plot so one one new thing that we've introduced as part of this new mixer is that We've got to think of a finger for plot on the fly, so which one of you guys wants to do it? Oh, he looks nervous. He's watched it today. He can do
2: it. What was the plot of the film, Knives Out? So, Knives Out is the story of a wealthy murder mystery novelist and his dysfunctional family. And the murder novelist's body is found by the housekeeper. And basically from there, all the family are suspects and have their own motives for possibly wanting to kill him.
1: Oh, I want to pay you for that um, plot summary. That's uh, yeah, it's <laughs> a lot better than what sharp. we get. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah
1: well, it's, I, I bring
2: in, I bring in all the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> is that why we've got none? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so, what do we do on this podcast? Well, we review a movie, of asking twenty weird and wonderful questions about it, like I said at the start. First thing we do is we go through 10 questions that can be applied to any, we then ask three personal questions that we thought of while we were watching this film, and then we end typically on a listener question, and we've got one for you this week. So, let's get into the questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions, and I want to have them answered immediately. Thanks, Dad. Uh, question number one, the one that we always start on, is the compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad, one thing good about this film, unless you gave it a score under 5,000, then you get to give one thing bad, one thing good, one thing bad about this film. Or you can play the new Kahool rule, which is you can go fuck yourself and get the hell out of my garage. <laughs> I don't like it here anyway.
1: <laughs> but much you lead us off. Why don't, you, why don't you hit us with your sandwich? So I had it five thousand one. Maybe I should give it two good things, two bad things. Maybe I don't know. Um. Anyway, the um. I guess the first thing I liked about this film was they had some quite entertaining characters. Um. I mean, they the family themselves were all had were quite quirky. Blanc, the the detective, he reminded me of Columbo a little bit. Even his approach to solving the crime, I used to watch Columbo. Is anyone here over 60? (laughs) (laughs) Remember the Columbo murder mysteries? Anyway. um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so that was quite entertaining. And uh, some of the drawbacks, uh, the the subplots just fell flat. Like we see at the start of the movie, Jamie Lee Curtis's partner, uh, is being cheated on, and then and then that's it. it. Just we forget about it till right at the end, and then that's supposed to be some kind of reveal. But they're misdirects. <laughs> that's what they are. Yeah, yeah but it was like, we, I, I don't even know where this is going. What's that got to do with what? Yeah, anything. Yeah, that, that's the idea yeah. of it. <laughs> the, the,
2: and and this is the problem. This type of film always has is that they have to throw red herrings at you early on, but. It's just never believable because it's always, it's right there in your face. And you're just like, well, they're clearly not going to be the killer.
1: Yeah. And, it, yeah. and the, uh, the other thing was the, the <laughs> sequence scene of. The, <laughs> you you're, you're okay. <laughs>
2: you're okay there, Sam? <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. And, this, and some of the sequence scene at the start, we've got like all these characters playing backstories. And I thought this is how the, the movie's going to flow on. And then suddenly it's just all about Marta for this, a big chunk of the movie. Then we bring in um, Ransom, and it, uh, I just felt it was a little bit all over the show.
2: Well, strapping on your straps, boys. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> My straps are strapped. <laughs> Bad. Who vomits when they lie? Honestly. <laughs> like, has there ever been another plot device or, like, character trait to suit your plot more than that in a murder mystery film? Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's I, awesome. Ah, I, I, oh, I mean, it, it, it did no, it, it's stupid. It <laughs> worked well at the end, but really? It's
1: stupid.
0: Continue.
2: <laughs> okay. I loved it.
0: Like, yeah, it worked well at the end. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was. Did it
1: work well at the end? <sighs> oh, come on. I can't, I can't listen to shit. Yeah.
2: Okay, we'll, we'll throw a good thing at you. It's got Don Johnson. I'm gonna throw something at you in a second. <laughs> Don Don Johnson's always good fun. Yeah, he's great. And my final bad thing, that knife artwork. I mean, really, you're interviewing a murder suspect with somebody who's about to get all his money and you're interviewing him in front of the knife artwork. And the detectives clearly don't think they're just stage knives because they run in there and, you know, yeah tackle him off when he uses the stage knife. Yeah, but
1: like after a while, eh, like they know that he's murdered one person and then he murdered another person, but you know, he he physically murdered her. He didn't trick someone into murdering, murdering yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. They know he's murdered two people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're just like, it was him. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just like anyway. Over here. <laughs> Pick your knife. Yeah. Like, I just, like, you might have a good point on that.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I it, might concede that you do have a good point it on looked It looked good given the context of the movie, but I was just like, really? Why didn't you just like open up the armory or something and hold the interview in there?
0: True. Or we'll handcuff him first, anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck both of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh for me the acting was great i thought that was a pretty well-rounded performance by all of them uh, especially Anna de armas oh she's just a revelation she was an incredibly awesome proof of fresh air I loved her that being said too many characters just one too many characters for me like you were talking about the dangling like red hearings and plot phrases and all that sort of stuff yeah there was just one too many i hate to say this but tony Collette.
1: You know, what did her and her daughter really add to it? Not much. Oh, actually, that was one of the few I liked. Like, Walt, I thought, where did he enter into the film? He he had, like, such a big part. Yeah, but he was a really
0: good red herring. You know what I mean? Like, he'd just been kicked out of the
1: company by his dad. Yeah, I got more comments on this in question three. Oh,
0: okay, fine.
1: (laughs) Where was the development? It's just like, he's going to do something, and it's going to get deep, and it never did. You guys just don't watch enough (laughs) murder mysteries, I don't think.
0: Anywho, uh, the other really good thing for me was the symbolism. They like, even make a joke at one stage. It's like, this place looks like it's just straight out of Clue, which is Cluedo here in New Zealand. Yeah. And it was like that. It was like, you know, old mate in the in his office with the, you know, like dagger or whatever. But even still, there was like secret passages. There was a conservatory. It was like really sort of like all that sort of stuff. And I, I just, I really like symbolism in films. What about the Game of Thrones chair? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Game Friends. <laughs> that was awesome. What was that? This brings us to the first of our Patreon questions. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Julio of the Contrarians podcast. Podcast in which they rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. So, for instance, maybe you guys can join them on this podcast episode. Yeah, they'll look at basically this movie and say, you know, everyone loves it. It's beloved on Rotten Tomatoes, et cetera, et cetera. This is why it's shit. It sounds like you guys are doing their job for them. But
1: anyway, what would Julio like to know then, Machu? Uh, question number two is, what is your most controversial opinion about this film?
0: Well, you guys have already got a ton of this, but I'm going to jump in before, before I hear Kahu's like 1500 or whatever. <laughs> uh, as much as I like the characters of the film, uh, and a lot of people going on about how the standout performance, aside from Dámas, was Daniel Craig. Don't agree with it. for well, Daniel Craig was pretty average, but yep. it was just Daniel Craig with a Louisiana accent. Yep, and can, I agree. To be honest, he's a complete dumbass for the entirety of the film.
2: Yeah, he's not one of my favourite actors, and I totally agree with you. And the accent was a little bit off at times.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, what about you, Kahu? What's your most controversial opinion? That it was good? Yeah!
2: Not good, but I think it would have been better if Marta wasn't portrayed to be this completely angelic figure. I think if she had some kind of slightly mean streak, I would have enjoyed a little bit more. Maybe at the end when she's up on the balcony, if she like had the the beginnings of some kind of like Mona Lisa smile and then it finished on that, I would have just been like. Just like a little cackle. (laughs) Yeah, like just a little bit of mystery into the ending. I would would have liked that.
1: What about you, Machu? I've got, um, Marta's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All this about kind heart. When she left, that uh, when she left Harlem and he was about to kill himself, she stopped crying and then she just walked out and did exactly what she said. She she knew the person that she'd been living with him for ages had been, you know, and caring for him, being her, his friend, you know, was about to kill himself and, you know, she'd she covered her own tracks. She That's a self-preservation, bro. No, what know, would you do she, in that circumstance? She didn't know she was oh, going I mean, to be named in the will. <laughs> <laughs> at that yeah. point in time yeah, well, I reckon she did she nah, knew that would have been she knew, knew no, that
2: would have been a good twist
1: at the she end she yeah. knew that all of them she was talking to Harlem and she knew that all of them were getting cut off yeah. so who was the funds going to she would have known she's she's right there she knew that's why she knew that's why she didn't go into the room and save him she knew she was getting paid <laughs> nice forget idea. about innocent um, Martha who accidentally got the medication right because um, she knew the viscosity of the medicine that she was giving. That's all bullshit.
0: (laughs) (sighs) What am I listening to? Gold
1: diggers, that's what you're listening to.
0: I'd just like to thank everyone that's uh, put up with the podcast to this point and is now
2: switching off. Thanks, it's thanks for me. Bye. (laughs) Uh, What's question number three there, Kahu? Question three. What's one thing that this movie was sorely lacking?
0: More Jamie Lee Curtis. Emily Higgins gave me this answer on
1: Twitter today, but yeah, more Jamie Lee Curtis. I really oh, love Jamie Lee Curtis. I agree. Like mm. she mm. she was a, a legitimate character in this film and then she just again she just fell away. It might be that whole thing there's too many characters and they just yeah. didn't have enough time.
0: Too many characters plus there was no way to make a self-made lady evil. You know what I mean? Mm. Like her husband was cheating on her. She wasn't really doing anything like she should have no necessity whatsoever to kill her dad. So, yeah. There was nothing. They just left her. They were like, yeah, that character's one and done, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I, I thought um this, this movie could have done with a likable character. <laughs> like, I wasn't rooting for anybody. Drunk and stupid is no way to go through life. So. <laughs> like, who, did, who was I supposed to root for in this film? I was thinking Daniel Craig, maybe. But then right at the start, it just pissed me off when he started pushing that key on the piano. And I yeah, what thought, was that about? That was <laughs> symbolism! <laughs>
0: Every time one of them told a lie, he pushed the key on the piano.
1: It was bullshit. That's what it was.
2: Oh. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> he was being naggy. What else you got, Cahu? Uh Yeah, on your theme too there, Sam, and I, I guess this is just a problem with an ensemble type movie like this, but just some kind of character development amongst just about all of the thrombies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, more Jamie Lee Curtis, more Tony Collette. I mean, after they were first interviewed, they were basically just, the identical same types of characters you know i could have like give or take one or two siblings you know i it wouldn't have really made much of a difference I so just,
0: yeah they're all assholes that was the like yeah e- I, even the like what do they sort of refer to as like the liberal arts yeah yeah, yeah liberal arts college even yeah. she turns out to be a complete bitch you know on the phone
2: to marta like oh, yeah, yeah, Jamie Lee, Curtis, yeah but in, she her, she in her defense one. you know all she all she's wanting is just to get through college yeah (laughs) it's not like the others who just want money to live off for the rest of their life so so yeah i just (laughs) yeah i just thought because there was so little time spent on character development of those other characters like i just didn't really buy them as as red herrings.
0: right okay
2: i mean and and also who was donna thromby like there was just this other woman on the couch halfway through and i was like who the hell is she
0: Oh, yeah, Ricky Lindholm's character, the blonde woman, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. was um, Walt's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contributed um, nothing to the film. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like,
2: who is that? God, I'm coming around. <laughs> no. Where did, where did she come from?
0: Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, I don't want to turn into one of you guys. I'm going to move on to uh, the next question, which is the first of our Patreon questions. Our Patreon questions are from our wonderful $5 Patreons that give us a question to read out every podcast first which is the amazing man there's dave baker dave also has his own patreon at patreon.com forward slash your favorite that's the american spelling of favorite not the you that we all use here in new zealand australia uk and pretty much everywhere there, and america uh you can check it out below where he posts a ton of awesome awesome content just scroll up onto the notes for this episode and you'll be able to find the link what dave would like to know is which two characters from this film would you guys want with you at a house party this is tough this week, by the way, Dave, because everyone's an asshole.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I struggle with this one. Usually I can find at least two people who would be good at a house party. All I could come up with was the groundskeeper. Like, honestly, <laughs> really? I, I don't what want any fuck? of these
1: people. Don't want any of these people you, at a house party. but the, the groundskeeper hell? at the party, though, Mr. Um, back in the 80s technology man. Yeah, sure. He can he can watch the
2: cameras so none of these assholes get into
1: the party. Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs>
2: <laughs> God, who snaps oh
1: jesus
0: <laughs> what about you much you got anyone you want at the party yeah you got yeah. anyone you want Machu? yeah
1: i i thought um tony Collette, she's a bit of a partier she was the only one dancing around at the par- <laughs> she was actually having a party all on her own to be honest At that um at it was at the wake nothing gets her down
0: wasn't the night that he died? Wasn't she like trying to pull people up and party and stuff? The eighty fifth birthday. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. At least she was, she was there having fun. I, I'd invite her to a party. I'd go with her to a party, and and I guess like um. <laughs> Why have you got an erection? <laughs> yeah. I uh, guess I was pretty horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> um, and I guess the next one, and talking about erections, um, <laughs> the next one I'd invite would probably be Marta. For for. <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, you yeah, know she she managed to um have some special skills to get her into the the will there, so you know I, you know taking her to a party, she likes to share some drugs with um, the people she hangs out with, so yeah,, yeah makes sense. <laughs>
0: I don't know why I'm laughing at you. I've got the same answer as you. <laughs> both, <laughs> both answers. I do. I've got Joni Fromby, which is bloody old Tony Kletz, because who wouldn't want to spend time with Tony Kletz? She's amazing. She's awesome. And in this film, she, is she a piss take of Gwyneth Paltrow? Because she runs this like hairy fairy sort of fake sciencey like business or something like that. All right. You know, like her whole goop thing and all that sort of <laughs> You're shit. Like reading it, a lot into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's, have much else going on in my life at the moment, <laughs> go. <laughs> And yeah, you're just Martha. She knows how to take care of people. You know, and if there's a murder, she'll do a bolt. She's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Just... yeah you should take <laughs> she, off. Got... She'll
0: leave you for dead. She's also incredibly loaded now as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> got a mean house to just rip up, you know. Okay, what's the next question there? Much um, you.
1: So, question number five What scene in this film do you think will last with you the longest?
2: Okay, and here's some symbolism here for you, Sam. Oh, eat a
1: dick. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the final scene where Marta lords over the thrombies from the balcony. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that was great. Yes. I did enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Look at the little people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh given that I haven't actually seen this movie since Christmas and I only watched about twenty five minutes of it last night to try and get myself back in the mood for this. I am gonna go with the piano scene that we've mentioned. Daniel Craig's sitting there listening to them all get interrogated. They're going one after the other, the other, and all these stories keep changing. I thought that was really good. It was a real good way of just showing how totally full of shit all these characters are. Mm-hmm. Till he gets to the point that he interviews the one girl that isn't full of shit, and she's so non-full of shit that she actually spews up shit if she
1: to prove that she's not full of shit. Yeah, I yeah, she and is I'm that- full of shit because she lied. She got told how to lie. She lies to him. Huh? Yeah, she lied to him. She gets told um, before she leaves the room that she says, I can't lie. Yeah, or I vomit, yeah. Yeah, and then Harlem says to her, well, this is how you you just mix up the truth, and that's how you lie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so
2: I also <laughs> like But anyway, that was the scene that stayed with me. <laughs> I also like the symbolism of Chris Evans throwing Molotov cocktails uh, to light the medical examiner's office on fire. Very reminiscent of the 1917 Russian Revolution, which is like, you know, the revolution of the poorer person coming into wealth at the expense of the upper class people.
1: Anyway, how is your sex life? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's pretty deep there, Cullen. Jeez. No, I, I'm really deadpanning, mocking <laughs> Sam's symbolism in this movie. <laughs>
2: that was obviously.
1: <laughs> obviously. I actually had the same. That piano scene still irritates me. But the, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess the, the maybe the scene at the end where Daniel the, Daniel Crater mater is talking and she asks him, well, "When did you know that I was involved with the murder?" And he says, "Right from the start because I saw the blood on your shoe." And I thought, "Bullshit!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, if you saw blood on her shoe. Don't you take that shoe away and get that blood tested? Yeah. Like when he was walking through the mud, he was like, Everyone, get out of the mud. Don't go out oh. of the mud. I need to check these for prints. And what? she am- had the main, she had blood on his shoe. If he noticed at the start, she, he she, he should have been like, Take that shoe off. I'm going to go get it tested. And if it's Harlem's blood, that proves you're in the room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Murders. And, and on that,
2: what about the ridiculousness of. You know when they're in the hallway and he's got his magnifying glass out and looking at all the mud on the floor, her shoes are right there, I mean it's okay, maybe he's deliberately ignoring it because he already knows, but
0: well yeah, mm. like like I said <laughs> he, he was the he was the bad like oh, he struck me as a complete dumbass, yeah, you know he like he's been made out to be this like amazing detective who's in New York Times articles or something like that, but he's just Nah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're walking in the woods, so let's forget about the footprints.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get too down on it. I yes, can feel my score dropping. Yes. I still really enjoyed it. Six thousand knives
1: in your own back now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> And this next
0: question is also a Patreon question. This comes courtesy of the amazing woman that is Emily Higgins. Emily runs the tastes Podcast, a podcast in which she takes a beloved movie that everybody talks about and loves and raves and then says why it's pretty average and then goes on about a movie that maybe not a lot of people have seen. It's pretty damn awesome. You can find a link in the show notes below. And what would she like to know there,
2: Kahu? Uh, question six, what character has probably gone the longest without showering?
0: I feel like the grandma is the easy answer. And it's what who has got,
2: I can tell by him nodding. Yeah, but not because she's old, but because she just has so many clothes on. And because she's old, she's so slow. So she's just, it's too much effort for her to get in the shower. That's a good point. Uh, the only one, only other one I would have gone with would have been Tony Click's
0: Eerie Fairy, you know, like, you know, similar to how uh, Gwyneth Paltrow sells uh, stay, jade stones that you should steam and then insert inside your vagina. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Tony Clit probably just, you know, goes through this natural, earthy sort of thing of you shouldn't shower for a week and get back to your Cayman roots yeah. or something like that. So, yeah. so like a
2: kind of yeah. like an internal hungy,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 Hangi, for the, our foreign listeners <laughs> is a Maori way of cooking in which we dig a hole in the ground, put all the food in the hole with a whole bunch
1: of stones, and yeah. basically steam it inside inside the ground. There is there is a term called hungy pants. So just imagine <laughs> that. And you can make up what you like or well, what that actually means. <laughs> Hungy Pants is a
0: promiscuous woman oh, well, and a man that typically buries a lot of stones in their backyard. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I had, um, for um, someone that wasn't going to shower, there there was too many. I mean, these guys are all pretty nice and tidy, except for Walt. Man, yeah, he's Walt. A bit, he's a bit of a scruffy-looking dude. Tell you what, who doesn't miss a shower is his son, Jacob Thrombury, you know. <laughs> oh, Mr. Pristine, alt-right, <laughs> yeah, Ben Shapiro, yeah. mini-wannabe dude. He, he's off at, during the party, he's off in the bathroom masturbating. He'd probably have about five or six showers a day, I'd yeah,
0: say. Yeah, yeah. He's an absolute piece of shit, that guy. <laughs> Anywho, that moves us over to question number seven, which is what film out there in the film
1: universe would totally hook up with this film on the first date? Gold Diggers. That's another film with Jamie Lee Curtis. Definitely oh, yes. Gold Diggers. That'd be after uh, the mountain of wealth that Harlem left behind. Probably push Marta out the way, I'd say. All right. Um, I'm going
2: with And Then There Were None because this film, Knives Out, it, it'd be like a parasitic relationship because Knives Out needs to, like, leech off the good story that is And Then There Were None. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's that film? <laughs> it's an Agatha Christie murder oh, okay. mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good.
0: On that sort of note, I think this will film... This film portrays Marta as being very much in love with an older gentleman, and so I'm going to go with a slightly older film that has a period setting, which would be Gosford Park. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. You're gonna say Lolita? <laughs>
2: <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where I thought he was going to. Yeah. Like,
0: Whoa, that's grim. That's really grim. But I'm going to flip it around the other way, and I'm going to go <laughs> with the graduate, the film in which Dustin Hoffman gets seduced by it. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to. I'm definitely going to go with Gosford Park. It's sort of older, you know, period setting, and uh, yeah, you know, they're both like murder mysteries. Eric, and they'd both be like, "Ooh, you're like mysterious and
2: unique," and. Yeah, I did like Gosford Park, but yeah, in the, back in the day when I saw it. Do you, you remember?
1: They, they would think there was something going on between Harlem and Marta.
2: I love it. He keep calling him Harlem. Yeah. What's
1: his
0: name? I, I haven't corrected Harlem. him for the entire podcast <laughs> so far, Harlem? but
2: Harlan. Harlan. Harlem yeah. Globetrotter.
1: Harlan. All right, <laughs> Harlem. I got to lay off the pee, Audie. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, that was over to question number eight. Question number eight. Which actor's performance seemed like they'd been. Abducted and forcibly put into this movie, Trooper Wagner. And
2: you're looking at me blankly because you don't know who he is. Yeah,
1: I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he was the offsider
2: of the lieutenant, basically like the bitch. Everybody told <laughs> him what to do. <laughs> yeah, no, and because... he was just like,
0: "What? I'll no, just I... do whatever." <laughs> he, he was the one that fanboyed over frombury yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So he was actually going to be my answer as well. I know yeah. exactly who you're talking about. He's just
2: like, "Hey, we need a roll to fill this part. Hey, I'll yeah. do it. Sweet." Don't even have to pay me.
0: My backup choice for this one would be the grandma who seems like she has no idea where she is or what's going on.
2: Oh, Ransom, you're back. <laughs> you know? it's, it's probably her house. Like
1: yeah, In yeah, yeah. real
0: life. They probably are. They were probably <laughs> filming there and she yes. was just hanging out. Yeah. Like,
1: who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: What about you, Machu?
1: I had Lieutenant Elliot. Lakeith Stanfield's <laughs> character? Yeah. yeah, he had a bit of a role at the start of the film and then he seemed to just taper off. And he remained in the film, but he didn't seem to have much of a role after that. Like a pretty forgettable character. Yeah. Looked like he was going to develop. But again, one of those plot holes that just nev- nothing ever happened. Yeah, he kind
2: of yeah. just ended up following around Blanc in the end, eh? Yeah. Mm.
0: Oh, yeah, I felt like he was going to be Blanc's offsider, sider but you're right. Like he went from being...
1: One of the central characters to really not doing much. Yeah, like, At least Trooper Wagner was funny. Like he, was, yeah, yeah, they had he got some good lines. Even you know he was the bitch, but he was kind of funny. Certainly more memorable. Although the Keith Stanfield crushes, man. Have you guys seen? Um, Sorry to Bob you.
2: No, oh, but he's in. He's so in good. Get Out, isn't he? Yeah, he's in Get Out. Yeah, he's very good in that. You should check out Sorry to Bob you. He's the main character in that. He, he does have one of the best quotes in the movie though, and, uh, and he goes. That was the dumbest car chase of all time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so dumb. It was so good. Anywho, that moves us over to question number nine. What is it there, Kahoo?
2: Question nine. What quote from this film would be the worst to hear immediately after you finish having sex? Were you boinking my father? Yep, that was on my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, That was hilarious. That whole scene. I was just, she kept saying boinking. It was great. <laughs> Or
1: when Ransom was asked where he was after the funeral and he says, up your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been, that'd be pretty freaky to hear yeah. after having sex, eh? Hey? Up your ass. And Ooh. then he tells everybody to <laughs> eat shit. Hold on, love. <laughs> yeah.
2: I just went with uh, a donut hole and a donut's hole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's actually intriguing. That's the most intriguing thing to say after sex.
0: And that brings us down to question number 10, which is also a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Dan Brennick of the Netflix and Swill podcast. Welcome on board, Dan. Welcome for inserting your uh, lovely, delicious question into our top 10. Netflix and Swill is a great podcast in which they basically review everything that's happening on Netflix. They'll talk about films, talk about upcoming stuff, talk about the future of Netflix, why it sucks, why it's good, why it's awesome. It's my favorite Netflix podcast that I listen to, which is... All of a list of one, but it's brilliant. You guys should all check it out. And Dan threw two questions at us. One we've used a couple of times, but the other one he hasn't. So we're going to have a blast at, at this time and see what happens. Blank faces all around while reading the question. So let's see how this turns out. If you guys were running Netflix and you were producing this movie, at what point would you drop the first trailer for this film
1: on your Netflix social medias or on Netflix itself? Well, I'm gonna go I wouldn't drop a trailer and I would just you <laughs> I would just I would just have um, uh, just heaps of chat about all the characters in this film so everyone would know who's in the film and it would just be about um, like backstory who's gonna all the that they're coming up with this great awesome who done it and who's gonna be playing the characters and talk all about that but no trailers because the movie sucks and if we saw the trailers <laughs> you would have watched the movie.
2: I, I, like, I like that, actually. Make up for a shit movie by doing all the character oh. development outside of the film. <laughs> That's great. You could like, have a whole heap of intro YouTube videos that go into two or three minutes long about who Michael Shannon's character is because we don't get to know him at all during the <laughs> film.
0: Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? God damn you two, man. <laughs> um, You're breaking me here. This film is amazing uh for me personally i wouldn't want a trailer but i wouldn't want it in the way that i wouldn't want anything being spoiled you know i did not actually watch a trailer for this film i just heard good things and was just like i'm just gonna go along and watch it see what happens and trailers tell too much nowadays they tell way too much and that's the problem with like mysteries like these like there's a there's a new a trailer just came out for this new vin diesel movie called bloodshot and it pretty much tells you the entire film The new trailer for Fast and the Furious 9 tells the entire, hang on, there's a theme going here.
1: (laughs) Car chasers, Vin Vin Diesel's muscles, (laughs) hooking up with a hot chick. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I reckon just like little teasers, like just a little snippets of what these characters each like, like maybe they've got their own little teaser, you know. I'm sure the
2: main trailer for this shows that scene near the end where Ransom is going with the knife at Marta. i
0: don't know i haven't seen it from like that point
2: you're just like well they're clearly going to be the two characters of interest right well that's a shame if that happens (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's
0: not that's not what we would have done though no (laughs) anywho that moves us over to our set of personal questions which are three questions that we ask of the others that we don't have to ask ourselves first up
2: kahu hit us with your questions kahu my first question what is your murder weapon of choice
0: uh much you's fingertips <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on a knife that's my <laughs> oh the
1: old the old backstabbing backstabbing stabber. <laughs>
2: the old gentle thrust
1: stabby backstabby <laughs> that's my one what about you much i went with um the cow one of the coward ways which is the old um poison but particularly Ugh. my particular type of poison was um party pills i reckon um yeah, yeah. yeah. Overdose what, so parties. they at least go out happy, is yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, you know, I'm going to kill someone, but hey, it's not going to be the worst day of your life. <laughs> or, or is it? This <laughs> is going to be the best and the last. Yeah, the
2: best <laughs> end of worst. the worst. Party for 48 hours until they explode. <laughs> I yeah. can't stop. I just can't stop. <laughs> nice. Uh, my second question, what's your most intricate plan that you ever came up with but failed spectacularly?
1: Uh, when I was when I was young and in primary school, I, I watched a lot of f- films about bandits, I suppose, and they like to um, do massive heists. And I wanted to do one, but I, I didn't really like the idea of stealing. And so, every classroom in my school had pencils on all the desks, and every pencil belonged to one of the children. And I decided to steal every single pencil in the whole school, and I so. <laughs> So there's 400 kids at our school. I stole 400 pencils. What? I stole every single one of them, and um, and it was a big drama. Someone was said, you know, it was in all the school notices. A few of my friends knew I was doing it because I had to tell someone, just otherwise, without fame and a highest <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no point in doing it. And I went around the school. I stole 400 pencils, and it was a big, it was a big thing for a couple of weeks. And I hid my stash of pencils <laughs> in a bag and buried it. And under this tree, near where I lived, and got away with it. A couple of months went by, so I went back to get my stash of four hundred pencils and the bag that it was in had decomposed and it was all dirt and, <laughs> and bugs all through and I bought a whole bunch of people said like, come look at these pencils and yeah it was all filled with bugs and so it was uh, it was a high gone wrong <laughs> <laughs> what who am I listening to <laughs> <laughs> have you never done challenges the or great pencil <laughs> <laughs> the, the great pencil heist, heist. I, I'm I'm heist. great pencil I'm from Greton Primary School I am actually the lit- great <laughs> pencil heist from
0: Greton Primary School of 2018 <laughs> I am legitimately
2: <laughs> impressed. <laughs> you never, you were never caught.
1: No, I was never caught. And, and like um, the links that I went to to steal the pencils was yeah, it was um, it was like planned out. I, I think it's one of those crimes that no one, it's a, no one really takes <laughs> a victimless gives, crime
0: because <laughs> <laughs> <of laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, the shit eh? Yeah, yeah, who cares? It's a bunch of pencils. You know, <laughs> some
2: some poor like year four kid probably failed maths that year (laughs) and it ruined
1: their life one class one class couldn't do any work for a whole day and i was a hero i was the hero of the school 400 (laughs) pencils so so
2: clearly a lot of these pencils were in classrooms that you didn't have classes what am i listening
1: to how did did you how did you get away with that oh well back in the day our the windows were old school, so they had these latches, and if you bumped the window, mm-hmm. the latches would come up and you could pull open the window and I'd just climb through and, and lunch them or then I started get daring while whilst people were in the class, I would just casually walk in <laughs> while they were in class, walk out of my classroom. <laughs> and just start taking pencils. And then it got even more daring, and I had to try and steal pencils in front of people that were using their pencils. So I had to distract them from using their pencil, and then I had to take them, and yeah. And oh, get, the, the
2: nonchalant.
1: <laughs> the great pencil heist. No one knew. It was me. It was uh, me, wow.
2: Mrs. Cleaver. <laughs> I, I feel like the Gret and Groper needs a new nickname. <laughs>
0: yeah. wow, that is a great story. The, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I'd pass. I had this idea to create a podcast that would make me wildly rich and successful and I'd be able to quit my job.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what's your next question there, Kahu? Uh, My final question, what character from this film would you actually like to investigate a murder within your family?
0: So which one of these characters would you actually use is what you're sort of saying? Yeah, that's right. So
2: not necessarily uh, investigator Blanc.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, Lakeith
1: Stanfield? He's useless. (laughs) (laughs) He's Everyone's gonna solve, useless. He's in this. not going to solve shit.
0: But he's actually like a lieutenant, like lieutenant. No, yeah, lieutenant Elliot. That's he's doing all right. He's a bit smart. All the rest of these people are morons. They're all self-centered assholes, or they're uh, the most apparently, according to you guys, the smartest woman on the planet because she's managed to convince an elderly rich man to leave all her money
1: to her. So, <laughs> well, who are you going to go with? Ransom, ransom, ransom. Ransom's a step ahead of everybody.
0: Jansom's not a steppier. He's a he, jackass. He, he, he
1: tries to murder a woman. He with it. He tries to murder a woman in front of police officers at the end. Yeah, but he was a, in for a penny, in for a pound. Oh, yeah, he was in for a <laughs> pound, all right. <laughs> you, you guys have missed the obvious character. Harlan himself.
2: He, he, well, then, he writes murder mysteries. But he kills himself. Yeah. Well, yeah, but we're talking about any <laughs> character, any listen, character listen, from the film. Yeah yeah, 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 He's is, dead. He's a character in the film. Are you trying to
0: weaken to boonies him and get him to, like, <laughs> character...
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he was clever.
0: He was smart. He
1: wasn't clever enough to slave his, save his own life.
0: Exactly. Anywho, that moves me over to my questions. i uh, got a little bit of a theme to the first and last question, which we'll pick up pretty soon. But, uh, yeah, first of which, okay, sure, Harlan gets, you know, murdered or kills himself, all that sort of stuff. But aside from him, which character in this film is the real victim?
2: I'm going with Meg. She she just wants to get her education paid for. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but she's she sells out, martyr man. She like, yeah, she does she does a bit, but yeah, I just think she's you know that's well that seems to be all she wants. Yeah. Rather than the others who just want to suck at the teat for the rest of their lives.
0: But a hundred grand a year, she's getting quite a bit of cash, isn't she? Only last year though. Yeah, true, I suppose. <laughs> But what's she going to do after that? She's still going to need more money. I don't know.
2: She'll She's doing like... a
0: degree that doesn't sound like she'll ever be hired by anyone doing anything. She'll so... do post-grad liberal arts college.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she'll get a scholarship. <laughs> yeah.
0: Become a university lecturer. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? What about you, Machu? Who do you
1: reckon's the real victim here? I had Lakeith um, Stanfield. No one listens to him. He's just the most ignored man in the film. He knew straight away that Harlem, Harlem, Harlem. <laughs> Harlan or Harlem. He knew from the start that he killed himself and no one listened. And then that's what happened. He knew it was was, um, case closed.
0: You guys are just elitist pricks as well. (laughs) Because like in the
1: movie, one of the housekeepers gets
0: murdered and you don't even seem to care about her. Poor old friend. Yeah, she just gets murdered for no reason. You're just like, ah, oh, no, no, the liberal uh. arts girl. Ooh, <laughs> someone's got a crush on college students.
2: <laughs> Whoa. <In Lakeith> <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, next question from you guys. At what point did you realise who
2: the real killer was? Uh, I think it was about halfway through when they talked about somebody heard the dogs barking yeah. at night. And Marta, obviously, was on quite good
1: terms with the dog, so... Yeah. Pretty much as soon as he came back, because he'd been missing for so long, and it was like, oh, Tim, ah, oh. <laughs> Like, he's got to play a big part in this film. He hasn't been in it for the whole time. So he's got to have something big to do with it. He's probably the killer. I hope he's not, because that'd be dumb. And,
0: oh, there it is. <laughs> Touching on what Kahu said, for me, I knew before the movie started. because there were well pretty much like the only thing i'd seen of this film like i hadn't seen a trailer or anything like that was this video that chris evans had put out of the dogs coming up to him and like like ruffling up to him and stuff like that and he tweeted out and said the dogs are barking in the scene whereas in actuality i had like peanut butter or something on my hands and they were all just like sort of sniffling up to me like trying to get at the peanut butter and that's why they were like acting so on me and i remember watching that and being like yeah, I wonder why those dogs are so interested in him. And then as soon as they mentioned it in the film, I was like, "Nah, mm. goddammit. damn it. <laughs> Anywho, uh, as much as there was a real victim, there was a ton of arseholes in this film. Which one of
2: the family do you reckon was the biggest arsehole? Oh, it's got to be Ransom. You know? We, why? <laughs> because all of them are arseholes, but he's the only one that goes to the extent of either attempting to kill somebody, killing somebody, or trying to put the blame for killing somebody on somebody else. Okay, well, that's the easy answer. Push him to a side. Who else Who else would you reckon is the biggest arsehole?
1: Um,
2: I reckon Harlan's a bit of an
0: arsehole, just yeah. cutting
1: everybody out completely. Mm. I, I had Harlan, Harlan as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, like like well, we're talking about Meg. Like, I do feel sorry for her. Like, she's been cut off through no fault of her own. It was her mother
2: who was, like, cashing hundred grand a year. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, Harlan says... You know, his big thing is to get everybody to find their own way in life and be independent and stuff, and not be dependent on him. So he's kind of pushing them away anyway, so that Marta's the only one around him, and so he gives her all the money. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of his fault anyway. That yeah, they're he, all he created away. the problem.
1: He's yeah. given them um, yeah. the wrong, and rather than solve it, he's just cruising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all care and no responsibility. Yeah, it sounds like my type of man. <laughs> Okay, Machu, that moves us over to your questions. What you got there, bud? Question number 17. Did you think that Marta deserved the family fortune? Like, obviously the family didn't.
0: Well, I thought maybe Meg maybe deserved, like, a little bit, but uh, it's hard to say whether Marta deserved it. Like, does does anyone really deserve to have that much money if you really want to get all fucking full anti-capitalism here? Does anyone need to be that loaded? Bill Gates is when he's dying is you know rather than giving billions and billions of dollars to his children, he's giving them twenty million and telling them to go out on their own. You know what I mean? Like I, I think she deserved to be in the will. He'd obviously got really close to her and really respected her as a person. Maybe she, not all of it. What maybe. does
1: she do for a job? Like just, other than si- sip, uh, sitting around sipping? She's a nurse, champ- man. Sipping champagne when she's supposed to be dealing—that's uh, what nurses do <laughs> <laughs> on the job. But hey, I got some drugs. You want shoot up? <laughs> oh shit you're useless Mama. you've got the wrong nurses bro <laughs> uh,
2: yeah I, I agree she didn't deserve it but somebody had to have it and she was probably the best of a bad bunch it's probably I mean, better not, not that no she wasn't bad but came across that you know, it was rather convenient that the caregiver gets
1: all the money. What did Linda ever do to get cut off? Why, what did she? Why? Why wouldn't she Linda? get the money? Oh, the, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee's been forgotten already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she was already self-made, so um, yeah, but, yeah. But that,
1: yeah. But why did uh, she get all of it? Because the, what? Because she was
0: still married to her husband. Was it maybe the problem? And he'd found out about her husband, and rather than going to Directly and like being having true strong family ties, he like freshen the guy to
2: leave her. Yeah. I found that a bit weird. Yeah, maybe. But again, Maybe he was like, a bit of an asshole. A, Yeah, a, a plot line not sorta of really all that well developed. Yeah. In terms of, sort of the yeah. impact. Oh, of, now you're oh, agreeing with it. Well no, what about really. that diversion? Oh
1: diversion. Why
2: don't you go back to your home on <laughs> Whore Island?
1: Oh god. <laughs> That's enough of that. Next. Okay. Question number eighteen. Which character in the film do you think is each of us?
0: Kahu is definitely Martha. I can live with that. Well, not anymore. He's turned into a bit of a troll on this, so he's going <laughs> to become the, the kid who's the alt-right troll. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> You've stolen it from Machu there, bro. Machu had a lineup, so now Machu's going to become Richard Drysdale. <laughs> I've seen Machu's throwing ability, and it's some <laughs>
2: limbristed, wristed <laughs> throws. You know
0: what? Plus, I, he'd blow Jamie Lee Curtis if he had the chance. I mean, not like he blows chances chance. It's not blow. God damn it! I, I actually, hey, had had Machu was
2: the same one. You, you <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah right? I I knew as Richard Drysdale oh. as
0: well. <laughs> yeah, just like a pathological liar, but like convinced he's right, maybe. This is getting ruthless. What right. do you
1: got? Right, I, I had you, the Trooper Wagner, because I think you like a good story about punching donut holes, and I can see you egging on Blunk to finish his donut story. True, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sam, I had you as Jacob, because I could. I, I, I just imagine. I can't imagine you.
0: <laughs> I know you imagine me a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah I had you as Harlan Sam.
0: Oh, cool.
2: The the author to be. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like uh, insert plug.
0: Yeah, oh, maybe insert. Oh, insert <laughs> later. That'd be a future episode. That was the thing. I like to think of myself as Harlan. Like, I like to think that one day I'm going to be this well-renowned, rich, uh, like, writer who's basically just going to piss off his entire family and give it to none of them. Yeah.
1: Get your your hot Brazilian nurse that you just play. Or
2: Ecuadorian or (laughs) Uruguayan or whatever. So he writes something like 80 novels. That kind of means you have about
1: two novels a year from this point
2: on. Yeah, I can do that. I can handle that. Sweet. Cool. None of them are going to be any good. But I You'll have
1: to give Ferna um, a million-dollar loan so she can be a self-made woman, though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Moving on to my last question. If you were part of a rich family, what act would get you cut off from the family fortune? Being found
2: out to be an illegitimate child.
1: <laughs> Is this a revelation? <laughs> yeah. Kahu's got what? a num- there's a number of siblings in Kahu's family. <laughs> Who could it be? Yeah. <laughs> well, four of which look very mouldy, and then Kahu's a good <laughs> Have you seen the milkman? Yeah. Wow, jeepers, Fabio's got no chance. <laughs> uh, for me, it's
0: just me being me, I think. I'm already the black sheep in my family and there's only two people in my family. So. <laughs> it's just me and my mum, it's my direct family, already the black sheep, why not? Yeah. All good. And that moves us down to our final question, which of course was our listener question, which is the question that we threw out there to you guys, which is what's your favorite, maybe even your worst, murder mystery films? What about you guys? You guys lead us off before we get into some of these answers that we got.
2: Uh I really like Zodiac.
0: Really? You yeah. really like Zodiac, but you don't like this film.
2: Yeah, I like oh, Zodiac.
0: Man, what am I doing on
1: this film? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good film. This is this is an average <laughs> film. Zodiacs—it's wow, like about forty-five minutes too long, but it's, it's still pretty well,
2: good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's my favorite murder mystery, but
2: no, no, it's I, my I, favorite. I, movie. I just really like it. <laughs>
1: The the first murder mystery that came to mind, and I reckon because I used to watch a lot of murder mysteries with my grandmother was um and I think what, like is, Columbo yeah Columbo yeah <laughs> <laughs> she loved Columbo it was awesome yeah well, that's why we were watching Matlock Jeepers <laughs> <laughs> Matlock gotta get home for Matlock <laughs> uh, but um, the one that started it all for me was um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit that would have been about what's the murder in that. What do you mean? What's the murder in it? It's I haven't seen. Framed it. Roger Rabbit.
0: Yes, yeah, so he's been, been framed, framed for a for murder. murder. So is there an actual murder in it?
1: Yeah, someone. That's pretty
0: dark for a kids' movie. I haven't seen it since I was like mm, twenty-nine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah twenty-nine. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, well, well, I watched it when I was still a child, and and it was that was pretty cool. Some might say you are still a child in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen Clue? No. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I really like that. That's a really good like film, but um. Ah oh, somebody brought it up on the like on the Twitter and he's probably gonna win this week, but uh Basic Instinct, there's a good murder mystery.
2: <laughs> is, is twelve Angry Men, does that come as a
0: murder mystery? No, no, that's no. more of a just courtroom drama. Yeah, that's it's an amazing film. film. <laughs> uh what about oh, least favorite? What's like one of the least favorite murder mysteries that you guys have ever seen?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was new
0: I was setting myself up for that one. <laughs> what an idiot. Uh I watched the uh, Fassbender one called The Snowman a while back.
2: Oh yeah, that I was remember horrendous when that came out. And I said we should go see that, but then yeah, uh, it turned out it was really bad.
1: I don't even think I finished it. I think I got forty-five minutes of the way through and it and was just I can't I can't do this. You know a bad one that's just come out recently. What? It's called uh, Knives mystery. Out Murder Mystery. Oh yeah, you might want to hold your tongue on that. <laughs> Someone may have chosen that as their favourite murder mystery. <laughs> really? <laughs> haven't watched much murder mysteries, have they? What what about
2: um the Nicolas Cage version of The Wicker Man?
0: But that's almost so bad it's good. <laughs> I've got a lot of a lot of adulation. Almost so
2: bad it's just bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey <laughs> I I can't trust your movie opinion on anything, Kahu. Given that you're the one that wanted us to watch the holiday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, now.
0: It's a quality movie. That throws us over to Twitter and we're just going to run through as many as we can because there was a lot of responses of what our favorite, what some of your guys' favorite murder mysteries were before we move on to Facebook. First up, oh, we mentioned him before, Dan Brennick from the Netflix and Swill podcast. He went with murder mystery.
1: Oh, there
2: we go. <laughs> yeah. I haven't actually seen that, so I'm not going to joke.
1: One out of ten on Rotten Tomatoes, but hey, he's he's, he's uh, keeping school. He was
0: just trying to trigger people. He's, his actual favorite was Gone Girl. You haven't, you haven't seen no, Gone Girl?
1: I haven't girl. seen it either. Ben Affleck. I can't ben Affleck's it, penis. Still, still haven't seen it. <laughs> 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 Next
0: up, Nick from the Epic Film Guys said, Booyah, Watchmen. Still any good podcast? Said, Death Trap is fun. Winner, winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Paul from the Countdown podcast said, How's this even a discussion? And used a gif of Sharon Stone about to uncross her legs in Basic Instinct. Emily Higgins, that we mentioned before, the most amazing woman in the world, said uh, the best wild things. Simple favor. Does Jawbreaker count? Oh, copycat. God, what a best category. Oh, wait. Also, definitely basic instant, right. Correct, Emily. And worse, she said, is it rude if I say Knives Out is overrated? Yes. Yes, I'm fucking getting shit nah, on on all yeah, nah, Get on that train. <laughs> Can all go back to your home on whore island uh need a more jamie lee curtis completely agree and zodiac is not my favorite even though i wanted to love it so there you go Kahoo. Oh. you don't know shit <laughs> cinema guy said who framed roger rabbit <laughs> yes well done, well done. <laughs> drew from the real field podcast who was on a recent episode or, or an upcoming episode of the movie junior podcast with me said clue is hands down the best no contest he also said that he also loves Murder by Death. Never even heard of Murder by Death, but a lot of people are like banging on about it. Speaking of which, the next one was Mackenzie Lambert, who also said Murder by Death. Kelly said, well, Clue is the best, obviously, but I also really liked Diabolic or La Diabolique. Depends on which title you're looking for. And Widows. Love both of those films, Kelly. That's a really good choice. Ryan Terry said, best. Anyone say Colonel Mustard is in the library with the wrench? I feel the best is none other than the Campy Masterpiece, clue especially of its multiple endings correct i am your singing telegram bang uh murph said jean-jacques anole's name of the rose haven't seen that stars sean connery christian slater ron perlman f murray abraham talking film said murder on the orient express they just finished watching that yesterday incredible cast credible direction credible script and they mean of course the 1974 version not the one that came out that no one saw like a year or two ago i think your wife went through it didn't she? yeah
2: yeah i think she enjoyed it
0: yeah uh, I think you two have similar movie tastes, so I'm not gonna take that as a recommendation. Ah. (laughs) Ash Blodgett from the Let's Rewatch podcast said there's only one true best murder mystery, and that is Clue. Mrs. Wife said most people already have my covered by also Evil Under the Sun is a masterpiece for so many reasons. Haven't even seen that. Ronnie Castle said the usual suspects. Peaches said The Last of Sheila from nineteen seventy three. Jen Jen said The Last of Sheila is one of the most unique and bizarre movies I've ever seen. The eclectic cast worthy of a long combo. Just a fascinating film. Walter M said the best Chinatown, worst. Charlie Chan and the Curse of the Dragon Queen. <laughs> Not touching that with a ten foot pole. Louise Quinn said dead again. David Evans said clue, one of the best ever. Uh the Fantasy Movie League podcast said best clue, worst sporks out. <laughs> sporks out. <laughs> oh mate, you might have won it. That is an amazing, amazing answer. Dan is not the problem, also agreed and said clue is the only right answer, followed closely by murder by death. Lillian Sue, I love Knives Out. Thank you, Lillian. Thank you. (laughs) And Murder on the Orient Express, correct, I agree. Even though you'd know the end result from the book for the latter, I still really enjoyed the film. Good answers there, Lillian. Thank you. Julian Ashton said, The best is Clue, the worst is In the Name of the Rose. Just fucking terrible, haven't seen that. <laughs> and I'll take a recommendation never to watch that one. And finally over to Facebook, where we got a couple of answers there as well. Topher from the We Watch the Thing podcast, uh, who was on recently for our Parasite episode, said, Does the third man count since he's actually not dead? Well, spoiler alert for a 70-year-old film. Yes, it does, Topher, it's an amazing film. Jamie Sands said, a Simple Favour's got to be up there for me. Jamie also mentioned Brick, which was Ryan Johnson's debut film. And, yeah, completely agree. Brick's bloody amazing. And Nick McAllister said that he was going to say High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it did murder a lot of people there, Nick. You are correct. But they, he would also say The Girl of the Dragon's Tattoo, too. Of course, talking about the Swedish film, not the David Fincher version. So what do you guys reckon? Who do you reckon gave the best best answer there? That's not your own.
2: Ah. Oh. It <laughs> was a bunch of
0: rabbits. There was a lot of love for Clue. Yeah, Clue Clue seems to be the winner. I think Spork's out. It's probably got to be the, <laughs> the best answer we've had. It's more in line with our podcast, but
1: yeah. Knives out, got a love. it's got love and hate. So yeah, sort of landed where me and Kahu landed. Yeah, and I'm going to love hating you guys. A <laughs> uh, quick couple of plugs for a couple of other things that I've been
0: involved with recently. I was on the movie journey, aka okay, what used to be the IMDb journey podcast recently they had a quiz they had a pod v pod v pod v pod pop a pop a pod
1: i've had a stroke they had one of those pods movie quiz yes quiz who... movie quizzes yeah who would have guessed that? Who would have guessed that the guy... <laughs> the guy gets 10 out of 10 in our quiz team when it comes to movies. Was it movies and film? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Movies T- and TV,
0: sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys will go to the bar and get a drink.
1: <laughs> I sit there and get 10 out of 10 about any Sam anyhow. pulls out his phone and gets 10 out of 10 in the movie quiz. <laughs> hey, 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 Don't give away too much of my hints. Well, do go give away too much of my clues there, but. He doesn't do that on podcasts, though, no, team. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, I'd just like to finish this episode by saying to these two guys that so far everything that I've said in this podcast
1: What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.
0: Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I like to say to the peer review, but nah, thanks for coming on and thanks for sharing
2: your dislike for probably one of my favourite films of last year. No worries. Uh you're welcome tomorrow i'm gonna to go see a quality film bad boys for life oh yes <laughs> hey just to let
1: you know i've seen it twice oh. <laughs> at the movies
2: and just to let our listeners know
0: me and Machu are going to record an episode on that uh that will probably follow this week's episode anyway if you'd like to get in touch with us you can find us on twitter at movie reviews In. you can find our facebook page if you search movie reviews in 20qs or you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com i'd like to thank well, mostly I'd like to thank our Patreons who've contributed a little bit of money towards us, which has made us being able to afford this amazing piece of equipment. It's been goddamn bloody awesome. And we very much appreciate your guys' help. If anyone else would like to support us, you can find the link at patreon.com forward slash MRITQS. And yeah, if you want to give us a dollar, get early access to our show, find access to bonus episodes and all that sort of stuff, you can. It's good times. Anyway, that's thanks for me. Che ciao. See
2: ya. See ya.